one. Morgan, I want to start here. Uh, we have mm-hmm. guests, but I'm going to do a cold I, open here and it really just piss you off. Yeah, um, okay. This movie, my biggest issue is Bryce Dallas Howard the entire time is looking the actor she's talking to in the eyes when <laughs> I'm not 100% sure how being blind works, but I, I, I don't believe it's a, that it's a range. Yeah, it's a, before, she, before she says, I believe well, she, she just sees see, darkness and color. Yeah, she sees darkness and color and which I'm sure she's like. Oh yeah, if I if I if I see this silhouette of whatever color Joaquin Phoenix is, we still don't know. Um, if I see this color, this silhouette, I'm gonna look at the top of it and assume. So, you know, like I don't think it's I don't think it's that immersion breaking. I think she did her best with what she had. Personally, maybe I'm just really nitpicky. Uh, hey guys, we're watching The Village, 2004, 44% of Metacritic. M. Night Shyamalan again this week, and we brought special guests with us, Hannah and David Frank of Talking Tropes. Guys, how's it going? Hey! Going <laughs> that was a long, cold open. I was like, ooh, we're going to get there sooner or later. It no, was, okay. We, it was freezing it. cold. It was bold and cold. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it, is, it is, was cold. <laughs> it was a bold open. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, Can uh, we steal that too? Along yeah, we're stealing that. Clapping <laughs> method. <laughs> That's ours now. We're going to use it too. Thank you so yeah. much. Thanks uh, a lot, guys. Dude, yeah, guys. Thank you guys for coming on for starters. Oh, thank yeah, you for having us. Happy to be here and talk about the village. I know. I'm pumped. Uh, before we get started, what is kind of your guys' history with this movie? You know, like uh, when did you first see it? What are you kind of your thoughts going in before we watched it for the show? For the show, David, do you want to start? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I saw this on TV, like, a couple years <laughs> after it came out in theaters. Um, Same. I was still pretty young, you know, like, you know, 12 or 13 or something. And I was just starting to, you know, really, you know, think about films and movies and thinking I was very smart for liking, you know, Inception or whatever. And, and uh, you know, I... I did really enjoy it. I, I thought it was great. And it was my first M. Night Shyamalan movie. And then, like, after wow. that, uh, I think I must have Whoa. seen Lady in the Water or something. But This uh, was your first M. Night Shyamalan? I don't think I knew that, David. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure it was my first. I, I, don't, I don't think I saw Lady in the Water before this. If I did, I saw Lady in the Water first and then erased it from my memory and then saw this. <laughs> and I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> who is this Shyamalan fellow? What's he Who up is to? this man behind the desk? Yeah, I, I, I think I had a pretty similar interaction with the movie. Um, I I saw it when on TV sometime after it originally came out. I don't even know if I had seen the full movie before this, honestly. Um, like, I, I definitely saw the part where we're in the woods through to sort of like the end-ish. Um, but I think I missed a lot of the beginning. So it was mostly just kind of confused <laughs> um, and was much less confused this time around. Yeah. I, Morgan, what about you? Yeah. So um, I guess I, I I talk about this on the show. I think every time like horror gets brought up, I got into horror really early as a kid. Um, would I consider this movie a horror movie? Uh, well, someone did in 2004. That's why it has <laughs> terrible reviews. Um, but uh, no, so I ended up, I think I was at Walmart with my mom and um, everyone was telling me I had to, all of my friends were telling me I had to watch The Grudge uh, mm. because because these came out the same year. And I had friends who were like, yeah, dog, you love The Ring, man. Um, you have to watch The Grudge. And so I was like, okay, yeah. So we went to, we were at Walmart um, and 
we ended up seeing we ended up seeing the grudge and my mom saw the village and she's like hey this is this is the village the guy who did signs uh did this movie and it, like and she kind of explained like oh he did six cents too and i was like oh cool i was like yeah let's like pick up the village yeah and i was way like in straight up way more stoked um to watch the village <laughs> than uh the grudge and i think that that definitely still holds true to this day because um i w- went home watched it was so stoked on it then watched the grudge and i was like man as like as an eight-year-old i was like dog the grudge blows <laughs> <laughs> the village rules there's <laughs> no like, romance subplot in this movie yeah and i was like I was like in fourth grade. I'm like, yeah, people love each other or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm not divorced parents. I don't know what this is like. And so, <laughs> so I, uh, I, yeah, I really stuck with the village and partially because like I, I've been a huge um, Shyamalan fan probably my whole life. Um, but yeah, uh, I ended up bullying all my friends for liking the grudge. They thought I was insane. And then when I got older, I figured out people hated the village. So uh <laughs> But I'm still the biggest village apologist even after today because I watched it today for the first time in God knows how long and really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. What about oh, you, man. Zach? So I pride myself being a big movie guy, mm-hmm. but this is now two weeks in a row that I've never seen the movie we watched. <laughs> <laughs> Zach. Like, okay, so I know the twist, obviously. Like, I know all this Shyamalan twist. Yeah. I've seen the scene where she climbs over the wall to be like, hey, Mr park ranger guy and i've seen like the shot of her behind the tree with adrian brody walking in behind her but i had never seen it before um this falls kind of in the science category where i finished it and i was like yeah i enjoyed that mm-hmm. even knowing the twist i still kind of enjoyed mm-hmm. a quarter of the movie at least yeah. <laughs> I, think, I honestly i think knowing this sounds wild i think knowing the twist at least for me, definitely changed the perspective watching it um, so far removed from initially watching it. Um, definitely removed all of the horror elements, but I think it really solidified itself, at least to me today, that this movie was a period piece. Like, a, it was a it was a make-believe period piece drama um, with, with a twist. It probably was, like, never supposed to actually be marketed as a... Uh, as a horror movie. We'll get yeah. into that uh, in a little bit. I mean, bit, yeah, it's, but... it's a melodrama for sure. I mean, there's, there's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's focused on melodrama, but knowing the twist, I think it just makes all of that melodrama feel so ridiculous. It's, yeah. it's almost like the Does twist it? is telling you, like, you are a fool for buying into this melodrama. Like, you've been mm-hmm. taken in by this, like, cult and you're, you know, it feels gaslighted in say their that. cult behavior. <laughs> yeah it it gave me it gave me similar vibes that um that midsummer did yeah in that, yes. like um I, I i kept pulling a lot from uh midsummer while i was watching this today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um all the way down to like we have a we have a bit uh whenever we get down to plot are the elders bad people for <laughs> for doing what they did because um the end of the the like toward the end of the movie the, the movie kind of is just like no, nah, dude, they were like, this was all done out of trauma and they were grieving and like, they're not bad people. Uh, right. It's only an incredibly that they just... compassionate depiction of these yeah. elders. And yet yeah. it's like, if if you're looking at it with an even, even like an ounce of distance, you're like, these guys are absolutely nuts. And they're, <laughs> yeah, and they're <laughs> robbing people of their lives. Right. Yeah. And they, do, yeah. they don't even feel like particularly bad about like just letting people die of diseases and stuff within no. their no. ranks when they could easily just leave and get, and get, uh, and get medicine and come back. 
Yeah, Man. and like. Go ahead, Zach. Sorry. These, sorry, yeah, like the elders, especially like towards the end, because like the only thing I didn't know about the movie going into it, besides like I knew the twist, but I didn't know that the elders had created the place like out of like trauma and like trying to have a place that's not dangerous, like the outside world. Mm-hmm. So that was a nice surprise. I didn't know the entire idea behind it. Yeah. But man, they sucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are terrible fucking but people. This is like, like this is like the movie that the elders would make, like to to yeah. sell their For like sure. premise, like. And they would, this they would show you it the and they'd be like, oh, see, like, there's still love here and there's kindness and there's innocence. <laughs> and we would just look at them and be like, you guys are nuts. This is crazy. <laughs> you guys are hilarious. I'm going to make fun of you. <laughs> if, we, <laughs> if you get stabbed, you're life. dying of sepsis. Well, you're like, you yeah. sepsis. buying pepsis drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Oh, um, man. Like, I just can't get over, like, it's like, oh, this big secret of what's in the box. Surprise, it's a photo of them at counseling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, like, what's in the box? Evidence. <laughs> that's, like, that's kind of it. Uh, yeah, like, um, the movie, I think the movie does a really good job of, like, um, at least trying to make you feel like, ah, oh, yeah, dude, like, I kind of feel really bad for these people. And then a lot of it, they the way that it is explained to, um, to Bryce, to Ivy, uh, the way that it's like the way that it's told to her is just like, oh, yeah, like, of course, like you would feel terrible. Like and like, the, of course, you would feel terrible for your dad for having to go through all of this stuff. And you would totally kind of understand because this movie's a I mean, this movie's about love, right? It's like it's really about love and hope and like in faith. I don't and, know if I would uh, interpret it, it that way necessarily. I mean, I think that it's it's designed to be like you said, it's a very positive depiction of yeah. this village it's 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 melodramatic it's it's it ends on like kind of a hopeful note but it's really like about this idea of innocence and yeah. and like the idea that that innocence does not it, it does not exist like their idea that if you just remove yourself from doing harm to others then like no harm will befall you like mm-hmm. no there's no like truly innocent perfectly innocent person like everyone has some like original sin or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a big part of it. Yeah. And like, and fear too, right? Like, um, yeah, you could even make the argument that like, um, Noah's fear for like losing Ivy was what drove him to kill or to try to kill Lucius. And then, Mm -hmm. um, and then that same fear being locked in a room by himself. Um, and that same fear running and like trying to, I, like, I, what was his intention? Was his intention to, like, kill Ivy, too? Was so, like, too? that's to me is the weakest part of the film, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. for sure, is just everything having to do with Noah and just sort of the mental health <laughs> and sort sure. of, like, rep yeah. that's going on there. It it just really felt super cringy the entire time I was watching I it. I totally disagree, honestly. What?! I- I think he's like the central figure of the whole film because he represents the like the ideology of these elders, which is, okay, if we have a perfectly innocent, like shielded, untainted, un like untainted by society, like uh, village, then then we can avoid murder and and killing and unnecessary just trauma. But that's absolutely not the case because, 
the most innocent among them, the person who doesn't even understand necessarily that, you know, what is right and wrong, uh, is, is the one who causes all the problems and, 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 and all of the people trying to right. maintain their innocence are actually leading to their own <laughs> friends and family being killed. And I think I that's mean, I'm like not... the central part. I, I I would agree with you that I think thematically Noah works as a character, but I think as far as representation of people on film with mental illness, it's just like a train wreck. And he's a victim of abuse, too. He's like, a victim of abuse. He, like, is, con- you know, it's the classic, like, oh, the only person who could murder someone in this town of innocent people, even though he's, quote unquote, the most innocent is the mentally ill character. So, oh, if they just hadn't had that mentally ill guy, everything would have been fine. You know, like, it's just some, it's got some bad implications. Yeah. All right. I, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. He I also gets juked sure. out of his shoes. That man gets juked out of his shoes into that pit. And <laughs> does he die from fall down? Like, from falling onto a spike? Or does he just die uh, from hitting his head? I, I think it's hard because, to say. I think it's just the fall. Yeah. I, yeah, I like, would say so because there's no there's no like uh, exit wound or anything like that. It's just uh, it's just like um, I know that like that whole thing is like the red is supposed to like represent like fear, and then he's like, and then the yellow is just to represent innocence. Um, mm. And then the idea is that he was swallowed by a hole, from, like from fear, you know, and like yeah, and like I get that that's like the entire thing. I just don't think that like. Um, I don't think that, um, we needed a, like, a person with, like, uh, you know, a mental illness to, like, to take care of that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. but I do, I, like, as far as, like, that moment, whenever that happens, I think there's, like, I at least enjoyed the sort of symmetry with, um, Mm -hmm. with, you know, her standing at the stump, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, arm spread, just like, you know. Just like Jesse Eisenberg earlier <laughs> in the movie. What a, what a random thing. Yeah, what a like, cast. Yeah, he had to get, you know, he had to get like 20 bucks before he did the social network. So <laughs> if he, wanted to, he had to pay off his college or something. Um, if you created the people in the woods, you would have created the people in the woods. Dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Facebook ass. Yeah, like, there's, like that, there's like that super rad moment in like um, where, you know, they talk about how Lucius is the only one brave enough to uh, to stand. He was like he broke the record. He stayed at the stump the longest, and uh, like they do a very good job of um, of, of portraying. I think um, Lucius and uh, Ivy as two two halves of the same whole. And mm-hmm. so whenever that happens, it's just like oh yeah, like that's exactly like she like he would do. He would obviously do the same thing for her, and he's done. Like I mean, he's he's done that in a way, and so that's like her. That's her like, you know, I want to stand at the stump. And so she finally did that because, you know, people thought she she always like worried about, do you think I'm too tomboyish? Because I want to do the stuff the boys do, like stand at the stump. And then she does it. And then she face. Oh, fuck. She faces her fear. And, (laughs) and, you know, having an epiphany. (laughs) Yeah. Like and yeah. And that's man. M. Night Shyamalan. Um really good at writing with purpose i think um in like everything that he's trying to say given a lot of uh, a lot of exposition uh in this movie definitely misses the mark and some things are kind of over explained 
Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of exposition in the movie, and yeah, you know, it's done. It's done in pretty obvious Hollywood ways, like having a classroom with the the kids, and like, okay, this is a time to do exposition, and then there's a lot of exposition and voiceover later when we're trying to explain the twist, like. Mm-hmm. But I think it's needed to like provide clarity because I don't think yeah. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's possible to convey that this is like. That, that everyone in the village thinks that these monsters are real, except for yeah. all the people who don't. Like, <laughs> it's a, yeah. it's a tough thing to convey, like, who knows what. And so you need, like, to, you need to explain, like, a ton of stuff. Yeah, I just think that, like, he, I think he kind of stepped on his own toes a little bit whenever, um, whenever he, it's, I mean, it's his own line. Um, whenever he's sitting, <laughs> he's sitting in the, um, the, the, the park office or whatever you want to call it. And he's he's telling the guy he he pretty much like exposits a lot of a lot of information there like oh well here's the reason why planes don't fly over and like right, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff that right. like I think yeah stuff that like okay I think I, I didn't even think about like my suspension of disbelief in this like in this movie um, was uh, deep enough to where like I did not even think twice once I saw a jeep oh plane what about airplanes though. <laughs> If you see a helicopter and like the kids don't know what a helicopter, just tell them it's like a magic bird. Dress. Right, exactly. Like you it's could lie, like you're already sky. lying about everything else. Dog. Well, but it, it it seems like it's not so much even just to protect the village, uh, like the people in the village. It's they don't want anyone in the outside world to know that there are people in there. Like they right. are hiding. Also, you know. Yeah. Talk about sorry, we're talking about you saying like the line like he's like oh we don't planes don't fly over here is Ivy blind simply so they can like send her out to the world and she won't know that like she's in modern day yeah I definitely think so yeah that's like the only reason that she's blind really in the movie because like other than that like there's no no there's a lot of purpose to it I mean it creates suspense in the scenes Mm -hmm. with uh, you know with the monsters you know kind of blurry in the background so you just have this sense that they're near and then you know there was a lot of stuff with her being able to sense auras which is a very like (laughs) I can see your color girl thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah this like the whole village just screams Pentecostal yeah Yeah, so uh, Arbonne and see your colors (laughs) yeah yeah, and like, um, oh God, and what was it? The, um, yeah, like, and I guess there's also like the symbolism, like, yeah, she's blind and like she's doing all this blindly and like without, you know, without hesitation. Blind faith, blind yeah, innocence. Like, exactly. Like, it's, she is the sim, like, she is the symbolism, like, she is the symbol of like, you know, ruthless hope and love and even innocence too, uh, right. to some extent. I mean, yeah. even the fact that like she is told explicitly that these creatures don't <laughs> exist. But mm-hmm. then, by the end of the movie, she now thinks that they exist again because she kills Noah. Yeah, and then yeah. she yeah. just assumes that that was like a real monster because her dad said, "Well, I also read in history books that there was rumors of creatures in the woods." Creatures, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> non-specific like. creatures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, even being told the truth and going into the real world is not enough to break the the illusion. Mm-hmm. Is is the you know, the sum total Which of I think, character. You know, well, I don't know, but I think that's an interesting commentary on uh, cults and cult yeah. behavior, just just yeah. as much as, as Midsummer is, you know? Like, yeah. I, I agree that there's a ton of similarities between the two movies. Mm-hmm. 
did you guys kind of feel like the end when it's Noah in the suit that there was kind of not I don't say no tension, but there was far <laughs> less tension. Yes. Like honestly, knowing the twist, like there's not really a lot, a lot of tension anyways. But I after first, having, I felt a ton of tension in that scene because I was like, mm-hmm. you know, wait, what's happening? If these things aren't real, like, is this like an elder oh, who's like going against the them, or is this mm-hmm. a real monster? Like, because it was the animal skinning him, elder. It, we had finally thought. reached a point where things were not even behaving the way the exposition said they should. Right. Like, right. The exposition always followed rules up to that point, but that was the point where the exposition was telling us, you know. Wait, yeah, they're all they're all costumes, and yet here one is. <laughs> right, did not making sense. Yeah, Thunderbolt Ross is like, ah, they're all us, <laughs> but, uh, except for there's one in the woods. No one knows who it is. But um, and I don't know if maybe that helps. Like this whole skinning the animals thing, right. that's super. Like they explain it, but it's a hit. It's like a do you miss it? You'll not know what's going online because when they're looking at the costume missing in their house that Noah stole, they're like, the animals! So, like, oh, yeah. having Noah skin the animals, they kind of, like, breeze past that, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah. it's just, like, something that he would do because he would like the skins. You know, he's just, like, the kind mm. of guy who likes skins. Again, mm. it's the it's the bad <laughs> mental health, mm-hmm. like, rep yeah. shit, where it's like, oh, the crazy autistic guy is the one skinning the animals and causing terror. Like, ugh. he's not wet in the bed or lighting <laughs> fires, but they're trying to yeah. be like, hey, this dude, like, just because he is autistic, is a crazy yeah, killer. And, like, that's, yeah. and that's like all it is. Like, he's he like it's very clear that like he he understands like what's going on, mm-hmm. um, and he just like he has a hard time he has a hard time expressing himself like emotionally and, or verbally. Yeah, and verbally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like so whenever um so whenever. He has the he has the trauma response whenever she's when she takes him to the door and given she doesn't know any better. It's like the only thing she's ever known. Like, I, I'm sure that like, I don't know, it makes me wonder, was that room used for other people like for kids, too? I, it's maybe I mean, it, it's possible. I, it like, seems like it was their house, though, because that's where he rips up the floorboards and finds the costume, which like dumb you know place to hide tr- your costume. <laughs> That's yeah, true. The extra yeah. one. That's a big costume to hide under floorboards, also. Yeah, like, yeah, those costumes right? are huge. Yeah, they're big. Yeah, also, like, really and that scary. was not very neat. <laughs> those <laughs> no. costumes are scary. I love and, the costumes. They're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, really good costume design. Uh, and super convincing, too. Like, mm-hmm. I... I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, man, I kind of wish I I wish it was explained how they were made because I feel like too much it was explained in this movie. I am definitely curious as to how they like. Here's here's my pet theory uh, is so like the guy's dad in the 70s had a bunch of money or whatever. And then like that's mm-hmm. when they they made Hired this Jim cult. Yes, that's my theory, because they <laughs> remind me so much of the Skeksis costumes from the Dark Crystal. <laughs> so I just think that they hired like the Jim Henson puppet company. And we we're like, can you make some really creepy looking like monster costumes? OK, thanks. Bye. <laughs> That's my pet theory. 70s Amazon and order like these costumes. (laughs) 70s Amazon was just Jim Henson puppet company. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And I I put in the doc here and I saw Hannah disagree with me, but knowing the twist that it's like it's not an actual village like in 1700s America, 
I really feel like the first three fourths up until she leaves to go get medicine is super boring almost because they're like all of the suspense of like what are these monsters doing is gone. Mm-hmm. Like I will say though the the scene where they're walking around the village and they're trying to hide in the house that's pretty cool. Like when Joaquin comes up and holds uh, Ivy's hand, ah. I like that. But other than that, I I just was really bored through a lot of the first you know almost three fourths of the movie. I almost fell asleep at one point. I'll be honest. Wow. But I don't I don't know what it was. I just <laughs> couldn't get into it until the, he gets stabbed and they're like, oh, we got it. Now the actual plot takes off. Yeah. yeah, and like I don't, I I I disagree hard, um, mm-hmm. because I definitely didn't feel that way either. Because I feel like um, I feel like everything up to that point, um, I at that point I didn't think you even needed the twist, um, because I feel like as a whole, like that movie, I don't think I don't think like the twist suddenly makes us a different movie or anything, but I think like the character moments and everything in the first in the first like. Uh, two thirds of the movie are so strong yeah. and the chemistry is so good with everybody and everything is so purposeful. I never felt that way. <laughs> um, I'm obviously definitely not going to tell you how to feel about it, but um, <laughs> I hard disagree because I just I think that like uh, I have it written here in the doc, oh, yeah. like Bryce, like Bryce Ellis Howard mocking like delivery is excellent. I think their chemistry is excellent, like the way that like they speak to each other in the way that she understands him mm-hmm. and like how quiet he is is so rad and cool. And like they've it, it's and it doesn't feel unearned, even though they announce like their love for each other fairly early in the movie. It's just very well versed at like, yeah, dog, like these people grew up together and they know each other and they've loved each other for a really long time. <laughs> Dude, and can we Greer just tried to cop her man. <laughs> Kitty! You know? <laughs> like Judy Greer's character's name is Kitty, which is also the name of her character in Arrested Development. It's the same Kitty. Like, oh, I like the idea of, like, you know, a couple of years after this movie Escapes comes the out, commune. that character Kitty, like, leaves for Orange County and gets a job at a, at a, uh, at a housing development uh, company. Well, it's like what's the uh, what's Room the Springer, uh, yeah like, the equivalent of like an Amish village, uh, Rumspringer, right? Yeah, she yeah. Uh, uh. she leaves and she goes and does her own thing. Um, yeah, and I, also um, a thing with Judy Greer, Bryce Dallas mm. Howard, uh, sisters also in Jurassic World, uh, and know. that's why Bryce Dallas so Howard crazy. tried to kill her kids. Yeah. That's why the dinosaurs almost ate oh her kids <laughs> because she tried to steal her man in the village. True, <laughs> <laughs> it's revenge. They're, this cast. Oh, God. oh, I love that. I love. This I love both cast of them. is incredible. Yeah, like I, I think they, I think they killed it. Um, especially Bryce Dallas Howard yeah. because she, I, she had a good run, man. Like she did this. She did uh, Lady in the Water. She was Gwen. I mean, look, oh, she was Gwen okay. Stacy in Spider Man Three. I'm not gonna say that like Spider Man. She was big. holy shit. Yeah, like she, like she had pretty big roles and i mean gwen stacy and spider-man 3 very minor but still like that's a huge movie that's fucking spider-man right she's, so the glow the up other, for bryce house yeah yeah oh she's the recasted bad chick in twilight eclipse <laughs> oh yeah yeah that happened didn't it yeah <laughs> she said how the grinch stole christmas what yeah and like um that's and her dad too, like, obviously you know ron howard <laughs> oh directed, directed it, it duh so yeah <laughs> that makes sense wait her dad's ron howard yeah that's yeah yeah oh, shit, so she's okay. not yeah. she's not earning these like parts but she uh, does a great job necessarily but i think she does does well with them you know i yeah. I, I think she, she yeah from what i read 
uh, M Night cast it after seeing her like on stage, oh, and yeah, then yeah, was like, yeah. "Here, you get this role." Um. Yeah. Apparently, at a um at a convention or something or a Q and A with a um with a ton of uh fans in the audience, M Night was asked um if like if there was anything in his career that he could have done differently, like for a movie mm. or anything, and he specifically talks about the marketing for the village. Um, and I find that, uh, very interesting and also like very, also a very predictable answer to an extent, because it's just very apparent that, um, that everyone after, especially after signs, every, and, and the sixth sense, everyone wanted M night to make another horror movie. And I'm sure, um, to some extent he also wanted to make a horror movie, but, um, he wanted to branch out and, I think he does a good job of doing that in this movie. I just think that like whenever you come off like such high expectations of, uh, and I mean, signs was not like beloved at the time. Right. I still think signs is like, I fuck. I mean, look, if you listen to this podcast, you know, I think science <laughs> fucking slaps, but like, <laughs> but like, I, I mean, M night, he, he knows how to write a movie and, I don't think that the village got a lot of justice because it's just there's everything is so purposeful and connected that uh, people really want to pick it apart. And I think that might have been some of the reasoning for the over explaining like about the airplanes and all that other like right. all the other garbage. Right. Um, and if I were to give any if look, M. Night, if you're listening, bud, um, hit me up. What's up, dude? What's up, man? I'm really <laughs> glad you like the show. Um, I think you should have kept the deleted scene of. uh of how like of how the noises were made for like the quote creatures because it is explained in a deleted scene through mm. these like bone wind chimes um, oh. or whatever yeah that like that that is how like these people are making these very unnatural noises and in the movie it's just kind of like her dad just says nah dog we made those noises up well, and I, it's thought, kinda... I thought that it was supposed to be like the the fear like makes it feel real yeah. I mean, same Which, with, like the movement right like yeah. you see like the, the mouths move but you don't ever actually see people looking at them Yeah. and I think like the way that the camera works in this movie it's it's not like any one person's perspective but mm -hmm. it's also not a, like an objective like omniscient perspective so yeah. I, yeah. I, I just think like yeah, if we're hearing like the sounds, that's what like the characters are hearing. But like, they're and that's just a good, really that's scared. a super good point. Yeah, which that's like a thing that's born out of uh, guess what fear. So yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I, I also right. think but I guess if there was bone chimes, I guess that's fine too. <laughs> it's it's interesting because I watched this movie. All right, oh, I ahead. want to uh, real quick shout out to the score because this film score is incredible. Yeah, isn't like the like first the atmosphere yeah. when when the credits roll? It's it's featured violinist. Yeah, that's I, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Hello. That is crazy. Hello. Like, like that's that's props to your to your music team. I mean, that's 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 real pride think, in your in your score. I think it got an award too. Yeah, yeah. It was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I do. Okay. I know that for a fact. Yeah, I don't know if it won or not, but it was nominated. Rightfully so. Like, Signs had a Signs had a like super great soundtrack too. I think. School. All right, bef yeah. before we get into Is It That Terrible, I want to do what we did last time when we do with Sammy. I want to ask you guys, where do you rank the twist in this movie in the M. Night Shyamalan-iverse? Oh, wait, hey, um, do we want to pause real quick? Are we pausing? Uh, Hannah's uh, voice isn't working. Oh, yes, oh, shoot, we can I pause. Didn't I didn't realize it either. Do you need to We're pausing for a second? I'm going to take a note. Okay. 
You're good. When we take we take a break back in the original show, so we're yes, all good. Yes, this is whatever. We're used to all breaks. Right, cool. Yeah, no big deal. Hello, can you hear me now? Yeah, hey, we can. All right, great. Cool. All right, I'm gonna put. Yeah, I want to like I want to get your thoughts because I don't know if you were talking uh, under any of that. So, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, if you, absolutely. If you have anything you wanted to add to what we were just saying, definitely chime in. Um, just about the score. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I 100% agree that the the score in this movie is incredible. Um, and just as far as, you know, the score accenting some of the, the scary moments um, and, and just sort of the sound design, um, it I think it, it, it would not be even as tense as it is without the, mm. the score and the sound effects that they have. Because there's, you know, these creatures... If you just sh- looked at them, are not actually like the worst thing. Like they look kind of gross, but like if you just saw someone like lumbering towards you, you'd kind of be like, okay, I could <laughs> hit that and like get away and be fine, you know? <laughs> juke it out of shoes. But like, I could juke them out of a hole. <laughs> right. Or you see like, like something in a red cloak sort of like shuffling the first few times that you see them, you know, and you're like, ah. <laughs> but, but because of the strength of the sound design like even knowing like knowing the twist knowing that they're just people in suits i was like "Ooh, this is creepy like i'm i'm into it i'm getting the vibe whether i like i'm in it with these characters um that's that's my take at least on on the sound design I'm personally just super easy to scare like <laughs> a person on stilts wearing a cloak is like the scariest thing it's like, like three kids in a trench coat yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, to to M Night's like credit for sound design. I mentioned this last week too for Signs. Like, there's a great moment in Signs where, um, whenever the alien shows up at night, um, the cr- you can hear crickets. It's showing outside, and then all of a sudden the crickets stop, mm-hmm. and then that's whenever you get like the impending sense of dread. Um, so yeah, like M Night is so consistent with uh with like manipulating sound. And um and and score too because I think I think science like science score does does a great job as well I think. Wait, so but are you I gonna think tell that, me that like the cricket noises were coming from like bone chimes or something? <laughs> <laughs> the Surprise! Cr- the crickets were in. The See, house, I actually. I like, feel like M Night Shyamalan movies tend to fall apart the harder and harder you squint at them and try to find these things. But if you sort yeah. of like sit back and take it as the whole and like don't ask for the explanation of like how were the creature noises made or you know yeah. where did the crickets go or whatever you know it. It works on a really nice aesthetic thematic level. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if, I mean, look, we all look, everybody likes to pick apart uh, M. Night movies because of their twists. And like, he, I think he does a great job making um, uh, art house uh, in a way. Um, film school, film school um, horror movies, mm-hmm. I guess. Film, film yeah, school yeah. movies, at mm-hmm. least, right? Um, but look, dog, if you pick apart uh, M. Night Shyamalan movies, uh, honestly, I think you're kind of boring. Though, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want to, like, if you want to discredit, like, everything in a horror movie, you know, like, you're boring as, like, you're just, I I don't want to, like, watch a movie with you, says the guy who is picking apart, like, the village. <laughs> For two weeks straight. Yeah, like, two weeks straight picking apart M. Night Shyamalan movies. But at least I have, like, at least I have the gall to say that, like, I enjoy them. Whereas yeah. it's like... 
But he's like, well, where the where, where they get uh, why aren't there airplanes? <laughs> and then for, it's just, okay, where, where dude, the planes at, huh? Where like, the planes? Get a fucking hobby <laughs> or something. That's like not this. Yeah, where where are the people? I've never seen anyone in a review or in discussing this movie talk about that guy who was obsessed with keeping his shirt straight. Do you remember that guy? <laughs> dude, I, mean, I love him. him. That's a great character. That's Fran Kranz, who is uh, one of my favorite characters in Joss Whedon's Dollhouse. Um, and is also in like has various other bit roles and other things and i was like so stoked to like see him randomly in this movie alongside jesse eisenberg and it was like just god that was so very concerned about somebody ruffling his very well maintained shirt shout out to fran kranz and even outshines jesse eisenberg let's say that too (laughs) Jesse Eisenberg doesn't show up until yeah. the very end again, though. He's in it for twice, and it's in the very beginning and the very end. That's true. He was really there for. He's a Marty in Cabin in the Woods. That's yes, why I know who yes, that he's that in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Oh. It's like I, I recognized him. Mm-hmm. That's Big awesome. Joss. Big Joss boy. Yeah, Joss is like, hey, buddy, I got a favor for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you use this big old cup bong? <laughs> All right. So I want to do what we're going to do. Something. I want to go through the M. Night Shyamalan twist. Hell and yeah. I want to rank this one in a very pseudo ranking style. Like, honestly, it's not there's not a list. It's just me reading them down and being like, yeah, this goes here. I think it's better than this one, but worse than this one. It'll be pretty easy. Yeah, dog. We um, got day jobs. We're not trying to fucking yeah, rank we're not going to fucking rank y'all. Don't like don't come at us and like it on Twitter. Don't don't tweet it. <laughs> Don't I'm going to do a quick Twitter. run through of Shyamalan twist in case people don't remember from last week. Uh, signs, they're allergic to water. The happening, it's the plants. Uh, <laughs> the village, it's modern day. Uh, unbreakable, Mr. Glass is the bad guy. The visit, Nana and Pop Pop, they're crazy people. Uh, Split is an unbreakable sequel. Glass, they're in some weird secret society that's a terrible movie. I hate that movie. And The Sixth Sense, Bruce Willis is dead. Where do you guys put the village? Hmm. Yeah, I want to hear y'all because I, I I did signs last week. I really like this twist. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's super good. Like my criteria for what a good twist is is that it should recontextualize the movie you just watched, mm-hmm. and it should feel kind of built up, but it shouldn't be predictable. And this checks all those boxes for me. So I would probably rank it like ab- above un- above Unbreakable. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's tough. So I I haven't seen all of the M Night Shyamalan uh, filmography though I'm working on that for uh, <laughs> for an upcoming oh, wait, project. We did we did I just spoil the movies? That's for fine. You? I don't really mind. I don't I mind spoilers. It's great. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, but we didn't include the Stuart Little twist though. Let's oh yeah, yeah. which is just <laughs> the Annie twist. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just yes, Annie. That was me last week. That's what I said. Um, <laughs> we need more Tim Curry in that movie. Uh, what a what a movie. Um, but yeah, no. So I I but I I've seen I've seen the majority of the of the Shyamalan films. Um, I I would put this behind Bruce Willis is dead. I think that is maybe at least for me, it's just, it's so iconic and it is such a good twist. Mm -hmm. And I, I still enjoy rewatching, um, the sixth sense. So, you know, like that, that one for me still feels like it's the top, but I would maybe put this as, as number two. Ooh, that is, that is a high up there. I like, I I like that agree because 
I think that uh, I think that the sixth sense, like Bruce Willis being dead, like like to what Dave, like to David's point about recontextualizing mm-hmm. the movie, like that is such an iconic moment that like in a very good movie too, yeah, where where like it's super well executed, um, nails it like uh, just a one hundred percent left turn. And I think the I, I agree. I think the village is does this ex, like does the same thing. And I only think I think the only reason why I would put it under the sixth sense is because I think the sixth sense is so successful at like <laughs> everything like that it does right uh, as a movie. Um, so and hot take. I think the signs twist is probably one of the weaker ones. Yes. Oh, yeah, I, I do not it's like a that. Bad twist. Twist. It's barely a twist, to be honest. <laughs> it's just it's like a Schrodinger's gun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think for me, um, like a part of the reason why I don't find the first like three quarters of the movie boring, where maybe you did, Zach, um, is because the twist, like even knowing the twist you get to pick up on all the little conversations that like the elders and that uh, people who are in on it are having and you, you know what they know and you get to be part of that. And there's an exciting sort of power and tension to that, that at least for me made the movie still really compelling. Yeah. Yeah. Of course the trade off is that for like some people like having a twist that undercuts the, the drama of the earlier, Mm -hmm. you know, scenes is going to make them feel cheated. That's true. I get that. I get it. Like it's, it's a totally reasonable response, but I just, I, I dig it so much because it, it just makes you think like, man, I watched that whole movie and I thought there was spooky monsters, (laughs) but actually it was just about a developmentally disabled guy yeah. Playing a prank on a blind girl. <laughs> and like that was the whole And to be perfectly that was the whole honest, movie. To be perfectly honest, you should feel betrayed in a way, right? Like you you should feel betrayed for that because if the if the village knew, they should feel betrayed. Right. Because like Yeah, like I, I totally think that like that's successful. But I agree with you, Hannah. Like I think that like um I think that, you know, the first the first two thirds of the movie are just so so intimate and like have great Great, like I said before, great character moments, all of that. Yeah, and does a good job setting up uh, for just the like Sigourney really Weaver, Sigourney Weavering it up Dog. everywhere. Like this cast yes. is. Oh yeah, packed. she's in this movie. It's so <laughs> yeah, good. <by> <laughs> Yeah, Sigourney Weaver didn't mention her at all this whole episode until like until right now. I forgot. I'll be honest. Yeah, she plays Walking Phoenix. It mom. is an all-star cast of white people. Yeah, all white people except yeah, for yeah. M Night. Yeah, very seventeen hundreds. <laughs> yeah, truly. It's definitely, uh, Leaning into that, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little crazy here, and I'm gonna say Go that on. I would put this below uh, the Sixth Sense split in the Visit, but it's above Unbreakable. I the Visit is one of my favorite M Night Shyamalan movies that I feel like it's a great twist. Re- yeah, it really too. kind of got forgotten about after the movie came out, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because that movie is so fun. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I forgot terrifying. about the Visit, and I love that movie. Like. It's fifty five on Metascore. It was a big comeback. Yeah. Might do it later on the in the in the year. <laughs> but if if you watch it, tweet at me. and We'll talk about that movie. No, next I Halloween we're gonna hit shit hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're gonna like pull out banger ass like horror movies. Like I think we have a good lineup like until November uh, for horror. But man, like next year we we haven't even gotten to the good bad. Stuff. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dog. So I want to want to close out here. Uh, just a quick opinion from you guys is the village that terrible no 
Not that terrible. It's really not, not that not. terrible. I, Let's go. I love this movie a whole lot. So much more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, I, I really, although I did kind of hark on it a bit, I, I really did like this movie. Albeit I was kind of sleepy through it. <laughs> the, the last, the last like quarter I love. Like the yeah. stuff in the forest is great. It's just I'm not a huge fan of stuff in the village. Yeah, but I, I did, in fact, like the village, so it's all right. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that was terrible. That was, that was really bad. We're all right, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, you know, Hannah, Hannah and uh, David, can you guys go ahead and pimp out your guys' stuff? Yeah, you can find us oh, yeah. uh, weekly. You can subscribe to our podcast anywhere podcasts are found. It's called Talking Tropes. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. What? Crazy. What? You can't even find us there. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done that yet. We're too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. Oh, man, I'm going to hook you guys up. But there's this great app called Headline. It's going to be, it's gonna make everything so easy. <laughs> we're going to steal everything. <laughs> yeah, that's all we're doing. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. If you if you do want to tweet your M. Night Shyamalan opinions at us at Talking Tropes. David, what do we have in store for the people this this <gasps> next week or? or soon depending on when this airs uh, okay well well pretty soon we're going to be doing our own take on on some m night Shyamalan uh Ooh. films oh. and we're going to be discussing the the tv trope of the Shyamalan twist in more detail <laughs> getting yeah. into where it works where it doesn't work and why and why not Ooh, a companion piece. Oh, I like that. That's so sick. That <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> um, that makes a lot of sense why y'all chose this episode. <laughs> makes a lot of sense now. That's the twist of this podcast. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I want to say, uh, talking tropes is great. I yeah. highly suggest listening to it. I have listened to it the past couple couple days, and it's a lot a lot of fun. You guys are great. It's a great podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. It's you also yeah. great. I'm so happy to be this here. Has been yeah, awesome. It's also that podcast is also edited and um <laughs> yeah. And it's it one, it's edited, it's edited well, and um they actually think about their show and plan it. <laughs> and like and not just like, dog, you wanna like you wanna watch a movie and then talk with your friends about it? <laughs> like they're way It's not more an hour and a half beforehand making a doc like, ooh, we should talk about this. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. So we will we will uh gas up talking tropes on this podcast. Uh we yeah, appreciate it. It's wonderful. Yeah. You guys are a wonderful guest. I thank you so much for being on. Um yeah, talking tropes on Twitter. Check them out on podcasts on the YouTubes. Please, because you're listening to us, you listen to them for the past 40 minutes. Listen to them some more. They're great. Yeah. And uh, than us. Morgan. What's up? Where do people find you at, buddy? Oh, dude, I don't recommend it, but you can find me on twitter.com slash <laughs> Morgul. That's M-O-R-G-A-U-L. Um, I just tweet uh, about a bunch of dumb shit. Hey, guess what, though? I did. Uh, I did pre-order one of the skate uh, skatebird decks. Uh, really Ooh. cool. Uh, really cool. Cloud skateboard. stripe design. Uh, go check out, go check that out in my, uh, on my profile. It's, they're just cool. I'm not like, I don't really get a cut from that or anything like that. There's just, I was just really <laughs> stoked to pre-order that. Zach, where can people find you? Uh, you find me on Twitter at Y-R-O-K-A-Z underscore N-W-O-R-B. Um, watch the visit. Tweet at me about the visit. Also, um, watch the boys season two. I almost finished it and it's really good. Uh, I had more to say. I forgot I was going to say crap. What was I going to say? Oh yeah. Next week. Oh. We're watching Texas Chainsaw 2, one of my all-time favorite films. Man, I'm scared. Of I'm this not one. biased. <laughs> I'm like, I'm scared of this one. I don't know how I'm going to come out no, the I, other end of I'm it. I'm going to be completely honest with you, Morgan. Yeah. I might spoil it for you. It's not scary. 
Oh, great. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, no, we won't get into it here. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, and Twitch. Uh, the Cold War beta is on right now. I've been playing a ton of Cold War. I streamed it a little bit the other day. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash Y-R-O-K-A-Z. Check it out there. Yeah, this show just that. fell apart in the end. I lost track of everything <laughs> Whatever, for a second. Man. We're like, we're, we're just <laughs> off the nailed it. Saturday night. You know, it's 930 <laughs> Central Night, time. Feeling all yeah. Right. yeah, dog, whatever. Go watch Zach do war crimes on Twitch. <laughs> oh, no. Morgan. Oh, I said it. it's too late now. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Talking Tropes, thank for you. coming on. Yeah, thank we you really appreciate so it. Bye. And we will see you next week for Texas Chainsaw 2. Yeet. Bye-bye.